Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town we all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. And that, that makes me excited because the first two episodes we released were the ones that we recorded in the old cramped, where it was just you and me and neither one of us really knew what we were doing at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, now we've got, you know, what, almost 10 episodes under our belt doing it this way. Yep. I, I really think that we're getting better at it. I think so, too. And we're a lot more physically comfortable, which makes it kind of, I think it kind of. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. Yeah, I is, love this chair. It <laughs> is my hope that people are smoking with me when they listen to these podcasts. <laughs> and so I don't want the music to startle them. Gotcha. <laughs> and it did me. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hi everybody, this is Don. I'm Ruben. I'm Josh. And welcome to Two Towns Over. You have to forgive us, this is the first episode we recorded after releasing, and uh, we're just getting the numbers in, so we're a little excited that some people are actually uh, listening to our stupid little show. Um, we got, we, we, we hired Josh, and by that <laughs> I mean, we were like, hey, do you want to be on a podcast with us a, a few times? And he was like, hell yeah. And we, yeah. he was on once, and we were like, you're the guy now. Yeah. Actually, I made a Facebook status that said I was coming up on my quarter life crisis, so I either needed to go back to school or start a podcast. And we said, Ed. fuck school. <laughs> yeah, you guys That's were fair. like, yeah, I fuck, was like, fuck furthering your education. Come talk about true crime with us in urban <laughs> legends. And school, I was like, school oh, is expensive yeah. and you're never going to use it. Come to us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a teacher. Well, well, technically you are a little yeah, bit. You right. are teaching no, history. Yeah. So About murder. Murder and mayhem. and Well, well yeah. Well, well, technically when you're teaching history, you're teaching about yeah, murder well, you, and yeah. mayhem mm-hmm. and chaos. <laughs> Yeah. Well, depending on what <laughs> state you're in. Or you're, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so today, everybody. Yeah, what do you got for me? What do you got today, for me? Today, we're going into the most wonderful time of the year where people gather around the campfires and the hearths and get all warm and snuggly and, and share the traditions of a family. And of course, I'm talking about Halloween. Mostly we watch football at my house. Not me. Yeah, not me. Well, Never we me. by we I mean my dad, the only man in the house with the TV. I have no interest in that. I've been watching Westworld. Well, <laughs> it's kind of Halloweeny. Is it? There, yeah. there's costumes. Yeah, there is murder. people. People not being who they there's ghosts pretending to be other people. And... See, now Halloween's my Anthony favorite. Hopkins is in it, so that's that counts. Yeah, Hannibal. That man will never live that down. Nope. And. For good reason. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. No. Phenomenal but anyway, we're trying to record a, something today <laughs> that isn't tangents. I'm not even <laughs> sure what we're doing. We're trying not to tangentize two towns over. Today, we're actually going to be talking about poison Halloween candy. Oh, is this a... Uh, the urban legend about 
how the one people... time one dude put a poison in his kid's candy? Yes. There's been a couple of outlier incidents aside from that one, but, but... Um, definitely none of them are what uh, the news tells you no. about Halloween candy every Ooh. single year. And you're, not uh, so hot take in 2021, but 24 um, hour news is just entertainment. It doesn't have to be true. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, it's the th- this whole thing is not uh, what your Aunt Susan says it is on Facebook every September through November. Exactly. But so what we found out, you're looking like you might actually have an Aunt Susan. And I'm, I was well, what I was trying to do, <laughs> listener, was <laughs> unobtrusively open a bottle of carbonated beverage. <laughs> So that you wouldn't hear it on the mic, but then my friends were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And so they derailed the whole podcast. Susan and I had just insulted it, her. <laughs> it looks like you just seized up all of a sudden. You just like I was just trying to very quietly open this fizzy, fizzy beverage drink. It's called Dr Pepper. Uh, no, 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 maybe no, no, no brands. Who brands? It was established <laughs> in 1885. Never drink it. He says as he tastes a giant. Actually, steak. just factual information. This is an education podcast. Exactly. Apparently, you can get rewards at drpepper.com. <laughs> <laughs> now it's an advertisement. Hashtag Wait, no. sponsor me. <laughs> no, we're, hold, we're holding out for that MeUndies sponsor. Yes. MeUndies, right. Audible. Yeah. And, uh, Squarespace, bitch. Squarespace. Oh, oh and sure, we got to sure. do HelloFresh. Or, or Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Yeah. Because yeah. I want that free food. So, oh, do they send you free food? I have no idea. God, I probably hope not for us. Food. Probably not. <laughs> how am I supposed to tell people how good it is, Blue Apron, <laughs> if you won't send me the food? Well, let's not get on their bad side before they do or don't sponsor us. Fuck them. We'll get HelloFresh. <laughs> I heard that shit. Whichever one of them sends us free food. Listen, whichever one of you sends me food, and whichever <laughs> one is the better food, that's who gets the sponsorship. Mm. Or, or. Whoever sends me food, it can be both of you. I'll sponsor you both. I don't oh, give a fuck. Sure, sure. yeah. <laughs> He's gonna turn. I'll it. go. I'll go for Coke and Pepsi. I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's gonna turn. He's gonna turn our ads into Thunderdome. We're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> the whole ad is just me and Ruben screaming at each other about HelloFresh and Blue Apron for thirty seconds. <laughs> it's it's a lot like the scene from Waterboy between Gatorade and, and H2O but, <laughs> but way less funny. <laughs> All right. So like I said, we're gonna be talking about the uh Are we? Yeah, we're gonna get there. Yeah. We're we're trying to get on track. <laughs> but um it's okay, so we're gonna be talking about poison Halloween candy. So um the legend is obviously People poison Halloween candy. Listen, it's kind of simple. When you... Absolutely. I always enjoyed the razor blade version of this. Yeah. yeah which yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't understand that. I don't either. Because That's for, fully wild. Yeah. For a razor blade to actually work, you would have to be biting down on it top to bottom. No. You, if you're if you're like if you're sucking on a piece of hard candy, which again, how the fuck do they get the razor blade in you there in the first place? Make the like yeah. a lollipop with a razor blade in the right. middle. Right. At which point, I would like see, you would see yeah. the razor blade. You know, licking on a lollipop like a kid might, t- twirling it around in your mouth and shit. It could cut you up, but it won't because you're going to be like, huh, that's a wildly sharp piece of candy. I'm going to take that out. Right. Yeah. What's in here? Oh. Oh, also. 
A kid's not going to keep the lollipop in their mouth. The whole, first of all, there's a whole lot of flaws in this right off the bat. <laughs> exactly. We haven't even gotten to the fucking story yet, and he's already We're blowing holes in so it. Many holes. Fuck your format. <laughs> Don makes all these pages and pages of notes, and Ruben's we just poking holes in the whole story we 30 even seconds into the show. <laughs> I just know that if I was six and I licked on a lollipop, a fucking Tootsie Roll Pop, and I looked in in the center when I got close was not a Tootsie Roll Pop, but a goddamn razor blade pop. I'd be like, Mom, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm I'm pretty sure that the razor blades went more towards apples. Oh, that, that they would stick them in apples, apples and candy apples. But again, that goes back to if you bite it, if you bite it on the side. It you, feels like if a kid would maybe swallow the whole. Ra- I don't know. Well, I mean, it, that would do damage. Yeah, also, you, how could a kid get a whole razor blade in their mouth? They've got small mouths. Yeah. Well, razor blades are not that big. Yeah, but they're wide. And if you're trying to get a razor blade plus apple in your mouth, that's a big ass bite. For me, that's a large bite. And I'm big. <laughs> well, this is no longer an Urban Legends podcast. We're just talking We're about discussing physics. the logistics of <laughs> getting children to eat razor blades. Fuck it. We're Let's gonna- go get some apples. And yes. I'll get Brandon. Oh, I was going to say, get Brandon in here. <laughs> He's not even, he doesn't count anymore. You know that. He's what, 16? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fully grown medieval man. <laughs> Hell, in biblical times, he'd be married with two kids that's by now. That's what I'm right. saying, G. Like, <laughs> be making money from my family now. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> that Harris. He's got a whole farm and a half by himself. Yeah. Three kids and a wife. Camels. Okay. I'm gonna what get. What happened? I'm gonna. You <laughs> happened. Yep, you're right. That's correct. <laughs> I'm gonna get into the the, the history of the poison candy. Mm-hmm. So claims that candy was poisoned or adulterated gained general. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get situated here. Gained general credence during the Industrial Revolution, which is weird because I thought it, it happened because of the story we're going to be talking about. Ah. But apparently it went all the way no, back to kids the Industrial Regiment. Kids are always a tool for propaganda. Well, yeah. Of course. So it happened because at this point, food and production moved out of the home or local area where it was made in familiar ways by known and trusted people to strangers using unknown ingredients and unfamiliar machines. Ah. That so makes a lot of sense. It's just a matter of people not trusting people that they don't know it's just yeah, like it's... granny used to make these candy apples now they're being sold at the grant the grocery store and i don't know those people exactly uh, so i think it's kind of the pack mentality thing where uh, you know that something's made locally you're like oh well that was made by jim down on third street forget the fact that jim's a crackhead right yeah. exactly no jim yeah though. but it's the pack mentality i yeah. know jim jim would never right Jim, Jim would. Jim, Jim would. would. What was it? No, Joe he probably would. has. Joe, Joe would. Jim, Joe would. Jim definitely. Jim's, Jim. Jim's yeah. fucking harmless. But Joe, Joe's dangerous. I've never trusted a man named Joe. <laughs> it's just impossible for me. So uh, some doctors publicly claimed that they were treating children poisoned by candy every day. Excuse me? Every day. Doctors were saying they were treating children with poison. Ah, what? <laughs> Those it- are dentists and that's tooth decay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Basically, if a child became ill and had eaten candy, the candy was widely assumed to be the cause. However, no cases of illness or death were ever substantiated. So, Wow. It's almost like somebody was lying about the candy. Right. In the 1800s, in the 1890s and 1900s, the U.S. Bureau of Chemistry and other state agencies tested hundreds of kinds of candy and found no evidence of poisons or adulteration. Shocker. 
These tests revealed that inexpensive glucose was in common use for cheap candies and that some candies contained trace amounts of copper from uncoated copper cooking pans. And this one blows me away. And that coal tar dyes were being used for coloring. Gross. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just nasty. Yeah. That's not even like. Have you ever used the coal tar shampoo? No, like I have not. Tea gel? That stuff, it smells. On these luscious locks, I would never. <laughs> Maybe that's why I He's don't He's right, folks. His there. locks are very goddamn <laughs> yeah, luscious. Yeah, his locks are it's luscious. goddamn yeah. lion's mane. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Why would you... Like, coal is bad. We do a lot, we do a lot of things. In every yeah. single way. There's a lot of things in this world that we don't use anymore because they're like, yeah we use okay people are like what about activated charcoal activated charcoal is specifically very dangerous for you unless you have poisoned yourself somehow right to the to the amount where like they need to make you throw everything in you up <laughs> that's why they make you drink that shit is because it'll bind to things in your stomach and then be forced out of you because your body is programmed to be like hey this is bad <laughs> pure carbon is bad bad for us bad stuff having said all that there was no evidence of the many types of poisons industrial waste garbage or other adulterants alleged to be present eventually the claims that children were being sickened by candy were put down to indigestion due to overeating or to other causes including food poisoning due to improper cooking hygiene or storage of meat and other foods also in the industrial revolution did they know about food allergies at all Probably not. Oh yeah, probably. Oh shit, I didn't even think. Good fucking call, dude. I didn't yeah, even think I was of just that. thinking like, what if you ate a peanut butter cup, and you were allergic to peanuts, but that wasn't something you knew about? But isn't like the whole food allergy thing kind of a more modern issue? I don't know. It could be. It could not be. Like I can imagine, like similar to like you know autism or depression that they used to call it different shit like you just had a weak child well your child was weak because there was lead everywhere i don't you know like <laughs> right. i don't know <laughs> maybe well, your child was weak because you were living on a peanut farm and they fucking could not handle that right I, you've made me consider the thought that you know, maybe uh part of the reason that mortality rates were so high back then was because Literally peanuts ignorance. peanuts have always been in everything and how many kids were allergic to peanuts and they were like i i don't know my kid touched a peanut and he died i guess i have a weak bloodline that or like yeah you eat something with peanuts in it secret peanuts because of fucking that's secret a thing by peanuts. the way secret <laughs> peanuts and shit like it's very crazy <laughs> but like well it, it doesn't matter it's fine. <laughs> it's fine but like imagine it's i don't know the 1300s and your child eats a peanut and dies from apparently choking on said peanut so you just can't you know, my child choked to death well maybe not maybe their throat fucking closed up because they couldn't eat peanuts and that's just one thing like you can be allergic to damn near anything like my sister and my uncle are both allergic to like uh eggs right and other like and certain grains and shit like you can, people are allergic to literally sunlight like that that can't be new you know what i mean no so like allergies because the, the sunlight allergy is what gave birth to the vampire myth right and that's i'm just oh, saying yeah Ooh, i'm positive that perhaps huh? future episode yeah 
I'm positing <laughs> that perhaps these food allergies or these allergies to ingredients that were being used back then were maybe potentially part of the cause of, you know, this scare happening. You know? Right. I get what you're saying. Because when you start mass producing candy and shit so more people can eat it, all of a sudden you've got a, a higher rate of bad things happening because more people, you know, you get it. Statistics yeah. and sh- numbers and shit. That's something I didn't see anyone bring up uh, when I was doing my research for this about poison Halloween candy, but that's such a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of that either. That's why it matters when we knew about food allergies, because if it was during the Industrial Revolution, if they already had that kind of medical knowledge, then discard everything I just said. But if they didn't, (laughs) you know, don't do that. I'll tell you what, when we get done here, we'll go out to the DeLorean in the front yard and we'll hit 88. No, thank you. Why? I am oh, brown. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, well, no. Even Josh and I would probably have issues because we both have long hair. Yeah. yeah. So who are um, you, you little you pansy boys? <laughs> so, all right. So the prevalence and persistence of these myths during the 1960s, a time of social upheaval, greater racial integration, and improved status for women reflected societal questions about who was trustworthy yeah see this one is because society was struggling with questions about whether or not uh, to trust neighbors in newly integrated neighborhoods or young women who were publicly rejecting the subservient motherhood focused roles previously assigned to women gosh it's i wish this didn't sound like right now (laughs) (laughs) these stories about unidentifiable neighbors allegedly harming random innocent children during an event intended to bring happiness to these children, caught and retained the public's imagination in a way that accurate stories about a judgmental neighbor, an abusive parent, or an adult carelessly leaving harmful chemicals where children can reach them wouldn't have. I need my gun. They're just out here starting riots for no fucking reason. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I need my gun. They're out here putting poison in my kid's candy because they're fucking black. <laughs> So due to their fears, parents and communities actually restricted trick-or-treating during, I'm sorry, actually restricted trick-or-treating and developed alternative safe events such as trunk-or-treat events. I was events. literally just about to, just about to yeah. ask you if you were going to bring up trunk-or-treats <laughs> because, my dude, we did that at my church, both of them, all three of them if you count the school, for years. I think, uh, years I think police years. stations do it too. Yep, and yep, fire stations because the whole point is exactly what you said earlier we don't trust others so we're going to invite only the people we know to come right. do it now so that we know nobody's poisoning these kids candy when in, in fact uh no that's not what happens like our church was literally like talking about how we wanted kids to stay safe and not be out in the streets and shit but like they're six they're gonna be with their parents anyway yes yeah. so am i jumping ahead of you if i bring up the drugs and candy here? Uh, no, because we're actually getting into the development and some of the things that actually caused now, this to kind of... Excellent. So yeah, that, that's always my favorite <laughs> one, is people are like, oh, they're going to give your kids pot candy on Halloween because it's going to get I them high. I would never, ever share with a child. I, no. <laughs> Number no, one, because God's that's fucking sake. mine. Number two, they don't got five on it. The song said it a long time ago. <laughs> it was written many years ago. Many years in the ancient past <laughs> did the prophet say I got five on it 
<laughs> and them kids don't. So fuck so them. That has always killed me the most about this myth. Because I swear to God, have you ever met a drug user? All that stuff about, oh, people are going to offer you drugs and you have to know how to no say no to drugs. No one has ever offered me drugs. Dude. Ever. No. <laughs> Never ever for free. Not no. once. Like, uh, people offer you drugs and you're like, and oh, listen, cool. Yeah, thanks. And they're like, 10 bucks. I don't fucking party, but I have been to exactly one rave. And man, <laughs> I was led to believe that ravers literally would just drop e with you for no reason but right. turns out uh no they're just as stingy as we are yeah no <laughs> they're like hey man unless you got 10 15 dollars i can't help you <laughs> right dude no it does not matter how many drugs are being passed around at I- any rave or show or function there's also cash being passed around for those yep. drugs nobody is giving them away for free and also, it's a situation, okay, so let's take gummy bears, because there's gummies, you know, cannabis yeah, yeah, gummies. Yeah, Tootsie Rolls. Or, yeah, exactly. or yeah, lollipops. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Drugs and candy for adults? Yeah. Good thing. But that thing of gummy bears is going to cost you 50 to $7,500. Yeah. A bag of horrible gummy bears. I am not giving a child a $3 gummy bear. No, it's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, not gonna just happen. because fuck them kids. I guess no, nobody cares that much about hating your kids that they want to spend right. that much money to poison them. I swear to right. God. And if a kid is acting up in public, I'm not like, damn, that's a shitty little kid. I'm thinking, damn, who fucking raised that kid? Like, <laughs> if anything, I'll give you the drugs. <laughs> Fair, yeah, yeah. And, 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 hey, you, you parents, come over here real quick. Uh, say trick or treat. Here you go. I see your kid's a little snot. Enjoy your night there, buddy. I see your kid is fucking awful. Here's a gummy bear. Have this mellow out. (laughs) You're going to need it. So we're going to give you a couple of examples of some of the things that perpetuated this myth in the 20th century. So in 1959, a California dentist named William Shine gave candy-coated laxative pills to trick-or-treaters. He was charged with outrage of public decency and unlawful dispensing of drugs. Who did this? He was just a dentist in the 1950s. I've never liked dentists. Thus inspiring generations of high school seniors. <laughs> just oh yeah, generations of high school seniors. God. Um, Chocolate laxatives in a cupcake was a classic move when I was in high school. In 1964, a disgruntled Long Island woman gave out packets of inedible objects to children who she believed were too old to be trick-or-treating. The packages contained items such as still wool, dog biscuits, and ant buttons. The ant buttons were clearly labeled with the word poison. Uh, Though nobody was injured, she was prosecuted and pleaded guilty to endangering children. For being an asshole? Like, you can't prosecute somebody for that. (laughs) She was prosecuted. Excuse me. She, so, she did actually what, put poison in trick-or-treat bags. Didn't give her name. <laughs> what, look it up. I mean, what, free my nigga, the lady that gave kids poison. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Ruben. <laughs> oh, this, this is going to be a painful episode. I can tell. 
Oh. Thank you for this. This one is going to be a good one. <laughs> so, We're going to get re-listens from this for sure. The same year saw media reports of lye-filled bubble gum being handed out in Detroit. Of who? Lye-filled lye bubble gum? gum? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. You found so many more examples of this than I did. This is just no, Wikipedia. This is wild. Shit. And um, rat poison being given out in Philadelphia. Although... Those media reports were never substantiated to be actual events. I've been to Philly, and oh. they probably deserved it. <laughs> you heard that, Ethan. Come for him. Hey, no, Ethan knows <laughs> what the fuck's up. <laughs> Although notable milestones in the spread of the candy tampering... Hey, I will say this about Philly, because I do got to rep my homie, Ethan. Uh, at least he doesn't live around the corner from, like, four meth heads. Because that's you, Lee. Oh, I lived, in, you, I lived in Alabama for a few years, and I absolutely did live around yeah. the corner from, like, four meth labs. Well, pa- pass them and count them on the way who, to school. Who, who, we, You and I both know a person whose who's, uh, family member blew up in a meth lab. Oh, yeah, oh gotcha. yes. We know that. They, from, like, a block away from the high school. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. No, yes. I, I know what you're talking about. That now. shit was wild. <laughs> we'll, we'll put we'll put a lid on that. But yep, <laughs> we might edit some of that out if you can hear things. Stop. Okay. Uh, another notable milestone in the spread of the candy tampering myth was an article published in the New York Times in 1970. This article claimed that those Halloween goodies that children collect this weekend on their rounds of trick or treating may bring them more horror than happiness. Clickbait. And provided exactly. specific examples of potential tamperings. Reports of and copycat at incidents peaked shortly after the Chicago Tylenol murders, which were first oh, reported. Oh, yeah. Chicago Tylenol murders. Don't know about that. Uh, it was uh, involved a murder who added poison to a few bottles of over-the-counter Tylenol after the medication had been delivered to the stores. That's why nowadays you have oh, the, um, the... the guy that... Yeah. Yes, I do know what that is. I yeah. do know what that is. That's why we have, you know, the little wrappers yeah, now. like and a syringe. Like yeah. a really everything. tiny syringe mm-hmm. and like poisoned... Yeah, like just randomly bottles of Tylenol yep. and killed people. You know, right. I still think about that all the time. And I work at a, a pharmacy, which for legal reasons, I will never tell anyone what pharmacy. Um, yep. I, I'll Eckerd's. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's Eckerd's. Um, so I'll be straightening the shelves like back on the pain relief aisle and I if I see anything suspicious on one of those bottles, I'm unscrewing the lid and making sure that that tin foil over the top is intact. Because I still think about the Tylenol murders yeah, all the time. Shit. And yeah, I check every bottle of medication that I buy over the counter for that same reason. Yeah, because I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna take a chance. I just whoop, okay. Sadly, I don't. I just pop it open, pull the thing off, and. Yeah, well, I mean, as long it's as the, as long fine, as the thing dude. is there for you to pull off, then yeah. you're probably great. Yeah, but, but if it's a syringe thing, I'm not paying attention. There's a little tiny hole. Yeah, but it's mm. like that was like one random dude, and that's why they put those there is because if you poke it, it you will see it. Ah, well. And then the other report was in 2019, the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission warned that parents should be on the lookout for products that are unsafe for kids after they trick or treat. It's clickbait has existed since long before the internet mm-hmm. back then cl- clickbait was just you know the big bold text headline at the top of the newspaper it was always more sensational than it needed to be and it drove readers it was all to drive profits just well, like clickbait is there's a difference between clickbait and sensationalized headlines too 
clickbait, even that article being a prime example, is like way over sensationalized. It's it's the uh, a dog and a cat just met. You won't believe what happens next. It's like nothing happened. They were friends. They were mm-hmm. fine. They were they were yeah. tiny. It was okay. It was very cute. But like. <laughs> You know, the equivalent headline would be a dog and a cat made friends. You won't believe how cute it is. It's very sensational, but like, yeah. it's fair. the truth. You know, that's why anymore, whenever there a new story comes up on Facebook or something or Twitter, I'll look in the comments for the Scooby Doo meme. You know what I'm talking about? It's a picture of all the Scooby Doo gang and Freddy's pointing up. And the words say, "I'm not believing that shit." Let's check the comments. Uh, yeah, for clues. I'm not. Cl- I'm not clicking that yeah. shit. Let's check the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, some, if that shows up, it's clickbait. Some brave yep. soul will yes. take the hit and click yep. the site, and then just copy Stop paste the whole bait. article into the comment section. Stop some hero is doing the Lord's work. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, if they can just get your Long Island chick out, huh? The Long Island woman that was poisoning kids. With the ant baits earlier. Oh yeah, it was literally five minutes ago. Come on. I just couldn't, <laughs> Don. I have audio processing problems, and I didn't understand the words you said. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I heard you say, <laughs> and I said, "Huh?" And then you mocked me. <laughs> I did not make mock. Mock was not made. So, despite these claims of poison candy being eventually proven false, the news media prompted or promoted the story continuously through the 1980s with local news stations having featuring frequent coverage. During this time, cases of poisoning were repeatedly reported based on unsubstantiated claims or before a full investigation could be completed and often never followed up on. Right, so that was what happened for a lot of them that kind of led the sensationalized issue of it, was um, the news would hear a story about how a kid got sick from candy, they would report on it as if it were poison candy, and then... After, you know, the Halloween news cycle is over, that would later be proven false. It was because of an allergy. It was because of something else. It was because he got food poisoned because his mom didn't know how to cook chicken. And then the news will never follow up and be like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, we got that wrong. They only care about getting the the last page in September. Mm -hmm. We lied. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Because they'll just jump on any headline they can cling to that they know will get them views on the six o'clock news yep. in October. Right. That's correct. So uh, the one-sided con- uh, coverage contributed to the overall panic and caused rival media outlets to issue reports of candy tampering as well. Um, however, Joel Best, who was a, uh, I skipped that part. Sorry, he was a sociologist uh, who went into the field of becoming a uh, an expert on the poison candy oh i phenomena. think he may have been the expert that was featured on the the really quick little uh adam true. ruins everything bit about yes halloween candy i he love adam ruins been. everything so much it's good it's the greatest <laughs> but like yeah it's like you can do that it's weird but you can like you i am a sociologist my very specific <laughs> My my very, very specific area of expertise is sociology in the case of poisoned candy in Halloween and why those stories spread and what makes them blah, blah. Yeah, It's like very, yeah. There yeah. really is a lot to unpack there, though. Sure. So, I mean, look, Which look is at why how long we've been be talking like about it already. A marine biologist with a very small focus on exactly one type of sea cucumber. You know right. What I mean, like it's, 
Science is fun. Is what I'm <laughs> <trying to> say. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Joe Best says that the spread of the myth cannot be blamed solely on the media, though, and that it must have been transmitted via word of mouth as well. Oh, for which sure. Makes sense. Yeah, in 1985, the media had driven the hysteria about candy poisonings to such a point that an ABC News Washington Post poll found that 60% of parents feared that their children would be injured or killed because of Halloween candy sabotage. Bro, I actually, when is this now? This was 85. 85. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I remember when it came back around, probably had to have been what, 98, 99, right around when I was six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, my i remember when that came back right the scare because i remember that year my parents were even like okay we got to be careful we're gonna check all your candy can i let you in a little secret as a parent Hmm. that's so they can get the good candy oh no we had an arrangement they i only i've never liked many types of candy Mm -hmm. so i would literally just take the candy that i liked and they got all of the rest of it because you'd be surprised when Brandon was younger how many Reese's peanut butter cups and Skittles and Nerds were poisoned and had to be gotten oh, rid of. Oh, for sure, I bet. No, 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 no. My, we, no, we. I'm saying we had an arrangement. <laughs> we knew, we all knew we were fine with it. That's fine. So, <laughs> Two different kinds of parenting. That's fine. So, advice columnists entered the fray during the 1980s and the 1990s with both Ask Ann Landers and Dear Abby warning parents of the horrors of candy tampering. And this was Dear Abby showing yeah. up again. She, mm-hmm. She's going to be showing up a lot as far yeah, as urban she legends comes up go. A lot, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, in the in the eighties and stuff, we were still doing you know Cold War, Red Scare mm-hmm. type stuff around that McCarthy, time. Propaganda so. was still so prevalent at that. I mean, it still is, but propaganda was so prevalent then. People were more susceptible to believing you know kind of whatever the news told them at that yeah. point in time well at that point in time we didn't have 24 hour a day news right so well, that's the thing is like you can watch it happen over and over in history it's like when your news gets to it's like the news gets to a certain level of sophistication which the first time it happened was probably when letters were like trains trains when trains became a thing yeah. And letters could go across the country relatively quickly well the the printing press is what uh that sparked it yeah yeah because works printing like being able to write whenever everyone learned to read and write and whenever they could get pretty much across the country within a week or two of each other like that's the first time this shit had to have happened right some legend of like some bullshit had to have happened right everybody got the wrong type of news because they figured out how to use the medium enough to like lie to the people and then People wised up to it. They got a little bit smarter. We are now in a part where we just got a little bit smarter. What's going to happen next? Well, the news is going to start using the medium better to lie to us again. Yeah. So you just got to always be on the lookout for that. Watch the cycles, man. Watch them. So, uh, Ann Landers, this is a quote from 1995. So, fairly recent. You know, less than 30 years. Uh, in recent years, it is, but there have been reports of people with twisted minds putting razor blades and poison in taffy apples and Halloween candy. It is no longer safe to let your child eat treats that come from strangers. And in 1983, Dear Abby said, somebody's child will become violently ill or die after eating poison candy or an apple containing a razor blade. So, one of the things I found you know, interesting... Abby was always very stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have never heard about Dear Abby in a situation where it's like, oh, and then 
we wrote we there's this article or this letter from Dear Abby that like fucking saved the world. It never. I've happened. seen a few that were really helpful to like individuals because sure. it was an advice yeah. column, right? Sure, individuals, but like as soon as you go in an advice column for like everyone should do that, that mm-hmm. you fucked up. You fucked up. So, a couple things that that you don't really think of, cause, but when before you know the eighties, um, the the poison candy thing is kind of what led to the invention of the fun size individual little. Yeah. That way, it was you know it was fully packaged, right? Mm-hmm. And it also led uh, before then. Apparently, I didn't know this, but caramel apples and candy apples they were a pretty common. Yeah, well, I snack that was handed out. I, my parents liked, you know, all the nostalgic stuff from when they were young. So right. I grew up watching a lot of TV and movies that took place in the seventies and eighties and stuff. So oh. I, I was kind—I of, was almost surprised when one year I realized on Halloween I was like, people don't give out candy apples. I was just about to say I was born in '92. So I feel like I must be on the tail end of this because I do remember getting candy apples at Halloween. See, I remember I, getting like full size candy or candy apples. I remember like getting some full size candy bars. Like like neighborhood, like the ladies in my neighborhood were very old and, <laughs> sure. and did old school Halloween. Like popcorn made, balls. Yes, like candy corn, but they made it themselves type popcorn shit. Popcorn balls ah. suck. Popcorn balls are awful. They're terrible. <laughs> we got rum balls though one time. Great. <laughs> I did not know what they were, and I took. I had three of them, and then my parents were like, "Those are not for you." <laughs> one of my coworkers handed me a piece of candy one time at work. She was like, "Here, eat this," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I like chocolate." And I bit into it. This woman handed me whiskey-filled chocolate yeah, while bro, I'm standing oh, yeah. behind the yes. counter at work. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yep. My, Thank my you, breath but... is gonna smell like whiskey. Thanks. Yeah, like <laughs> I have customers. I'm gonna have to go. Hey, listen, I'm gonna have to go to aisle three and get me some fucking toothpaste because of this shit. You understand? But, but if, if my that, boss is listening, that didn't actually happen. It never, it never <laughs> did happen. But it doesn't matter because you work for Eckert's. Exactly. So that's true. He does work for Eckert's. <laughs> So one more thing, and this will get us Some into the, the people who listen to this podcast are going to be like, "What the fuck is Eckerd's?" <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to tell you. Eckerd's is it's the right aid, obviously. Yeah, it's the right aid of Walmart. Uh, okay, so uh, last thing we're going to say here, and this will actually lead into the main story. Um, you can't just gloss past that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to gloss past that. So almost all tampering cases that have actually been researched and proven to actually happen at a rate of one or two per year involve a friend or family member usually as a prank mm-hmm. so some, that's the chocolate laxative in a cupcake yeah bit almost yep. all of these involved sharp objects rather than poisoning three quarters of them resulted in no injuries and the rest resulted in only minor injuries no child has ever been killed by eating halloween candy from a stranger what yeah now, some marijuana edible candy is intentionally manufactured to appear similar to regular candy, but is easily distinguished from commercially available regular candy. Concerns have been raised that children may easily confuse the two, 
See, that's Again, just because stoners are just big ass fifteen year olds. Like, right, right. <laughs> we, it's like the jewel pods. Yes, okay. If you sell the jewel pods to children, <laughs> that's fucked up. But I want to smoke and taste the goddamn mango. Okay? Yeah, and I, I I'm still want fucking damn near thirty. I want flowery... I want to smoke a blueberry. Is my thing right? Yeah, I, I still want pretty flowery little graphics on yes. my shit, man. Whatever. Let me let me I be want a, a kid. goddamn Lisa Frank vape. Okay. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> So St. Louis, the St. Louis DEA claims that they found marijuana edibles distributed to uh, hollow in hollow on Halloween in 19. Holy shit. We're going to redo that sentence because apparently I had a stroke. Don happened to uh, break down for a moment. Again, I've been watching a lot of Westworld and I'm very (laughs) suspicious at this point. (laughs) St. Louis DEA claimed to have found marijuana edibles distributed on Halloween in 2017, but has not presented a case as of October. Well, this writing as of October of 2018. Now, I did also read that there are some other times where uh, children would actually like go into the cabinets and pour Drano on their candy for attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. And then something that Josh found, and I found it too, but my notes were destroyed. Um, there was one case where a kid... Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Did he die? Um, yeah. So it was a young kid. I don't remember how old. Um, died of a heroin overdose. Holy and fuck. the story was reported. That is as, not at all what I thought. Yeah, you were about no, to say no, at no. all. Even so, a little bit. The, the story was reported and everything as um, the heroin was sprinkled onto his candy on Halloween yeah. uh, by a stranger who was trying to kill him. Once this got investigated, it turned out that the kid got into his uncle's heroin supply and the family sprinkled it on all the Halloween candy afterwards to cover for the uncle. Yeah, I'm literally speechless. <laughs> you, sh- you should see the eyebrows on this man right now. Like they're they're <laughs> they're, they're higher than fucking his head. five head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his eyebrows have, are now floating that above was his head. Crazy to me. That was a wild. You know the memes that are like a wild ride from start to finish. The comments always like that was crazy from step one <laughs> to step ten or whatever. That was that. It was a child died of a heroin overdose, and then it was his uncle. So the family tried to cover for the uncle. Like the thing that gets what? me about that one too is like, how are you more concerned with Send covering that man to for jail. the man? It'll yeah. help him. Like, damn, really being more concerned with covering for this grown man Send who him. left his heroin where a child could get it. Yeah, like, hey, hey, listen, if you're gonna be a heroin addict, a like heroin lock, addict, lock your shit up. That's fine, but like, hey, PCPP, we haven't forgotten about you, my <laughs> bud. We still want you to get some help. <laughs> we we have one follower. We do on, want you to get some help. PCPP, right and I I'm just gonna my head cannon is that that one follower that we have on Podbean is PCPP, and we do love him. <laughs> we do love you, PCPP. Honestly, one day when we get famous, if you're still with us, listener, please fucking reach out because that the first that would be so fun to have you on one day. <laughs> Watch you be really from India. And a uh, special guest today, we have, you've heard his name many times before, folks. It's PCP Pete. <laughs> A.K.A. A name I can't pronounce yet, because I don't know how to make up Indian names. And I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this leads us into our main story, and that's the story of Ronald Clark O'Brien. 
So Ronald Clark O'Brien. What a piece of shit. Was born in October 19th of 1944. First of all, I don't think we have uh, vilified this family enough for covering for the murder of their child. <laughs> like, yeah, I get that it was an accident or whatever, but send him to rehab, man. Let them find that shit. What are you doing? I love the realizations that I have about myself when I read something like that. And I'm like, oh, and then Ruben hears about it and he hangs on it for so long. And I'm like, man, I probably should have reacted more to that than I did. Nah, I, I, I get caught on stuff. It's fine. <laughs> so Ronald Clark O'Brien, he was he came to be known as the man who killed Halloween. The man he who poisoned Halloween, that. the Candyman. Candyman, yeah. which... The Candyman. Yes. That was we, already taken. You can't take somebody's name like that. Well, technically, he was first. Well, fuck. So, but... He did not mix it all with love and make the world feel good. That's no. fair. Wait, that Candyman. I thought you were talking about Candyman. Who can make the sun yeah. shine. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the movie Candyman, which a lot of people think is an actual urban legend. Uh, the urban legend for me when I was a kid was that Ooh, the candy man was going to come out of my toilet and cut my dick off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a lot about you. It does, yeah, it does. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> I wondered why when we were in North Carolina, you went out in the woods and squatted. I just, I thought it was just something That's you did. We were, that that, was, un, that was unrelated. We were just in nature and, ah. uh, yeah. <laughs> You just didn't trust those toilets man's that were up on a hill. A yeah, no, they're on a hill. There's too much room underneath them. Exactly. There's... When you can stand underneath the house, full, you can stand underneath this house. Room enough There's... for a man. Because technically the second floor of this cabin. <laughs> what is a man? <laughs> <laughs> the second floor of this cabin was actually the first floor of the cabin. Because It was like a basement built yeah. into the hill. It was mm-hmm. weird. It was gorgeous. Okay. I love that cabin. So, Let's go back. I wish I, wish I would have been invited. This was before I thought I knew you got along with me. We're going to have to do this every single time we mention that vacation yes. ever. <laughs> Ruben's going to get sad. <laughs> we'll go back, Ruben. Okay. I'm forlorn. And <laughs> forsaken. So on October 31st, obviously, of 1974. <laughs> what other date could it have been? <laughs> well, before this happened, we celebrated Halloween on September 3rd. No. Now, don't you feel silly? No. Not even a little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the fourth time, on October 31st, 1974, neighbors Ronald O'Brien and Jim Bates of Deer Park, Texas, took their children out trick-or-treating. Later that was that, their first mistake. Bates, Jim Bates, the neighbor, said that he would wait on the sidewalk while O'Brien would go up to the doors with the children. They went up to one house where a a wall was concealing the front door. When nobody answered, the children ran off to the next house. O'Brien appeared from behind the wall a few seconds later with five um, pixie straws, pixie sticks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, For those who might not know, um, just in case you really are in India, um, (laughs) pixie sticks are, when you're talking about the candy, it's literally like a little straw filled with sugar. Yeah. It just... Sugar, like a colored, vaguely flavored sugar. Yeah, usually like a grape or a cherry or something like that. Pixie sticks suck too. They're like fine if you're high, but they're not good, (laughs) dude. They would dry my mouth out even worse. They're awful. I'm thinking about it now, and I'm getting a little bit of cotton mouth. It's It's basically the Duncan stick without the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Lick a Uh, lick a name. um, Fun nip. 
Fun dip. Fun dip. Yeah. Fun dip without the stick. Yeah, it's literally just Kool-Aid packet. Yeah. It's a Kool-Aid yeah. packet. Is right. all yeah. it is. And a straw. Now, these particular pixie sticks were 20 inches. It's almost two foot long. You can get those at Disney World, but pretty much nowhere else. Oh, well, apparently there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he claimed... The mouse would never hurt you. He claimed that the residents of the house had answered the door and given the candy to him after the children had walked away. He handed one pixie stick to each of the five children. Now, it began to drizzle that night, so they were forced to turn back and earlier than expected. They only visited two streets. Yeah, two streets. Um, a little later, O'Brien made an emergency call saying that his son had eaten poison candy. The ambulance, which was already in the area, arrived within minutes. Timothy had eaten the pixie stick, which had cyanide in it. Jesus, fuck! Yeah, a, lot a lot of cyanide. Of cyanide. Enough to kill two full-grown yeah. men. Holy goddamn. And there was still more in the pixie stick that was enough to kill another one or two full-grown men. Y'all, if y'all don't know... Fuck. I mean, th- yeah. that's, the, that's the shit that CIA operatives will take to make sure they die so they don't have to be tortured. How the like, fuck did he even get cyanide? Oh, we'll get there. We'll I didn't there. find that part, so I'm excited what? to find well, out fuck. how got it. Um, do, we, do we have any motives? This is the point in the podcast where we've taken a turn. <laughs> from fun me to ba- flabbergasted me, and then eventually we might get to vilify this man in the name of all that is holy oh we will me yeah so burn him in a righteous fire yeah so we need to back up just a little bit so what happened wow is when the kids got home (laughs) holy shit i am fully blown away by that when the kids got home he said that they could have one piece of candy each before they go to bed Uh his son timothy just happened uh, to choose the stick well no he initially chose a lollipop but Ronald said there wasn't enough time for a lollipop, so the kid chose the pixie stick. Yo. Ronald said that he had to kind of roll the pixie stick in his hands because the uh, the sugar was clumped together. Uh-huh. That and should that, not happen in a if you're hey yeah step one if your pixie stick is clumped that means it's wrong right. So also the pixie stick was stapled at the top. Yeah, I was Yo, just about what? to mention that yeah. you don't. I don't care if it's the 70s. I'm not letting my kid eat something that a motherfucker stapled together. So, when the boy took his first ate it, he said it tasted funny, and actually it tasted kind of bitter, and he didn't want any more. Like, I can't if even If y'all don't know, begin... cyanide does taste vaguely like very bitter almonds. I can't mm-hmm. even begin to a mat. Wait, how do you... How do you, yeah, how do you, you know? know? Have you been building up a tolerance for years? No. Who I are you? Dread Pirate Roberts. I know What's your real because name? Because of a story I was in middle or high school, eighth or ninth grade, can't remember. But it was a story we read, and it was like a mist. We were doing a, like a creative writing class, mm-hmm. and there was a short story that we read that was all about a lady that was taxidermizing people in her hotel. So this guy gets into the hotel and he has some tea that tastes like almonds. And then he goes up and he sees all the taxidermy people. And then the end of the novel is apparently he dies and is taxidermized. So so we go over we go over the story. And the only detail that I remember picking out was that the almonds was probably cyanide because that's what cyanide tastes like what the fuck and version of scary stories to tell in the dark <laughs> were you reading as a kid i never heard that one i was in i was in some pretty advanced english classes I'm not, oh, okay i, I, I wasn't but um <laughs> it was 
that's the detail that I remember about it, and that I think you can get cyanide from. It's either almonds or cherries. It's apple seeds. It's apple any, seeds yeah, apples. It's apples, it's apricot. Yeah, it's all the pits. Oh, okay. Yeah, if there's, you get enough. President died of eating like cherries and milk. Was it cyanide or arsenic? Arsenic might be the thing that I'm thinking of. That's yeah. cherries. But cyanide is either almond. It just smells like almonds. Yeah. That's all I remember. It tastes like it. So, um, I, I have to back up a little more again because I misread. Uh, Timothy reportedly picked up a sucker and was told by his father, no, no, you don't have time to eat a sucker here. Try this pixie stick. Sucker's just a lollipop, but spherical. Yeah. Uh, within moments, Timothy experienced excruciating stomach cramps. Those turned into projectile vomiting. The force in which he was dying was something only capable of being perpetrated by a soulless demon. Timothy kept complaining that the candy was bitter and was given Kool-Aid to wash it down by the man he thought was protecting him. O'Brien made sure to act the part by holding on to his son while he convulsed to his death. Wait, wait, wait. This guy did this. Oh, we kind of jumped purpose. ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to that. I'm so, sorry. So, from what I was hearing. Oh, boy, Ruben figured it out. I just heard <laughs> that a guy gave some pixie sticks to some children. Right. And that one of them had a pixie stick. Okay. So maybe I didn't but explain. You did not explain to yeah. me that this okay. man gave out pixie sticks to other kids. Yeah, and I was hoping then you made his that. son ha- eat a pixie stick right. and then on held him purpose. while he died. Yeah, on purpose he did this. Yes, is he alive? Not anymore. Nope. Good. So Fucking okay, what? Okay, so hey, I, I was mad at the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I was very mad at the Nazi, but this man. To his own kid? <laughs> Burn in hell forever. I don't even have anything strong enough for that. So there were five kids in total that night that was trick-or-treating. What They went to the one house, and nobody answered. O'Brien stayed behind while the other kids ran off with the other parent to the next house. A few moments later, O'Brien showed back up with the pixie sticks, saying somebody did answer the door and gave him the pixie sticks. So that's so they so he hid pixie sticks mm-hmm. specifically to poison these five children. Well, specifically to poison his own children, and the other ones were just kind of byproducts. Uh, he gave out other ones, so he gave them to the the other kids that were trick or treating with them, and I think there was also he recognized a boy from his church, yeah, and also gave a pixie stick to that boy. And the idea there was he was trying to throw off the scent. He was like, if this happens to a few kids, then I yeah. won't look suspicious. So he actually poisoned all five pixie sticks. So there goes those eyebrows again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. We got mad at Casey Anthony for the way she killed her kids. <laughs> this man had a plan. Oh, yeah. Like, she went crazy. Legit. She Her brain broke. This man planned out, bought fucking cyanide, a goddamn spy killer for children, and then stapled together some goddamn pixie sticks and somehow thought he wouldn't get caught. Like any other parent was going to let their child eat a goddamn stapled together two foot long pixie stick. Oh, just wait, Ruben. (laughs) And if they did, fuck that parent, too. Like (laughs) what? So, okay, Lanier, 
Um, this was this the, story have a body count higher than one? You need to tell me right now. No. Okay. Um, Lemire, who was the head investigator, said it was beyond overkill. There was enough. Yeah, poison. yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> there was enough poison in the pixie stick to kill a herd of elephants. Bro, it does not take any cyanide to kill a full-grown man. Yeah, of the the twenty inches of pixie stick, two inches was pure Holy cyanide. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> They said that he had 16 milligrams of cyanide in his stomach. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you warned your neighbors that Reuben exists? No. <laughs> what? And I think, didn't it say it's like 0. 0.4 milligrams is enough to kill somebody? It's literally like if it's liquid, it's like less than a drop will yeah. kill you. Yeah, this kid had 16 milligrams Like a in few his grains of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's it's... You Not can feel the weight either. of that much powder or liquid. You can feel that much weight in your hand. Yeah, That's but, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you got to think. The kid just thought it was pixie stick. Jesus it upside fucking down and... Christ. That's a horrifying image. Yeah. yeah. He he ate. What was it like? Oh, my God. Like half of the cyanide that wow. was in there. Yeah. yeah. So while the, poli- when the oh, police. Oh, wow. <laughs> Every single episode. This is why I do this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I cannot oh my wait. God, I cannot wait until we finally drop the Silent Hill Dudley Town episode, bro. I was oh, expecting yeah. some bullshit. Like, I say bullshit now, but like, I was <laughs> expecting like a guy rat poison, something yeah. that you can easily go to the grocery store. N- motherfucking cyanide, though. <laughs> I. Mm. Hmm. So with. <laughs> When the police became aware of the situation, they had a full-fledged crisis on their hands. They urged the citizens to turn over their candy for testing. Thousands of pieces of candy poured into the police station. Within all of that candy, they found five cyanide-laced pixie sticks. Oh, my God. Whitney Parker had been trick-or-treating with the O'Brien children that night. His parents went hysterical when they couldn't find the pixie stick. When they ran into his room, they found him asleep with the pixie stick in his hand. He had not eaten it only because he couldn't get the staple to come off. Yep. He, he, he asleep. was asleep cuddling this big, giant, long pixie stick with the staple on top. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that kid uh, was not able to pull that staple off or rip the, just break Ruben's brain every <laughs> single time we sit if in this I room see, together. Listen. That that's fucking insane. <laughs> that's wild because they okay. Ruben's yes. got goosebumps. By the way, the, I see I him do. on his arm. They're fu- like fully, <laughs> fully goosebumps. Like, like I can't believe. Okay, so th- you're telling me that this happens that they find this kid after the police are like, "Hey, recall the kid." There's already yes. hysteria. There's yeah. already yeah. hysteria, and you find your son holding a very suspicious. <laughs> Very suspicious, stapled thing, and the only reason he couldn't eat the poison was because of the the goddamn staple. Right. I have to leave that town. (laughs) (laughs) I have to. I can't stay there. That's insane. And I'm never buying candy for my kid again. Like, for real, ever again. Like, we're going to learn how to make Reese's bitch because we're not doing it. <laughs> so, Timothy O'Brien, Elizabeth O'Brien, uh, Whitney Parker, and two other neighborhood kids received the poison candy. 
Wow. One of which, like Josh said, was just a kid they happened to notice. Just some fucking yeah. rando and kid. That was, I believe, the kid that was found. Uh, oh, was that Whitney Pixie Parker? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. So some I hope the- they stoned this man to death with his own bones. Like, wow. I don't know how rough a death can be, but that rough. <laughs> Stone it with his own bones? Yes. Wait a minute. Lord. I don't whole, care. What a process. Yep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's prior amputation involved, yeah. and then that's... surprised so, they never did that, actually. <laughs> Does he not deserve that? Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no, what I hope is happening to him not right that. now. So, some of the police believed O'Brien's grief. I don't even believe in hell, but this man deserves to be there. But Lanier, like I said, the chief investigator said that he didn't buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't was, fucking buy it either, bud. He was quoted as saying, I didn't like the guy. Even before he became a suspect, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing. He was hiding behind religion and giving the image that he was a pillar of the community. It was all a sham, all a lie. So, real quick, I have to go back to kind of talk about his his presence in the neighborhood. He was a deacon of the church. He sang in the choir. He was an optometrist. Um, but... Yeah. So, was he an optometrist, or did he just work for he the company? Op- yeah, yeah, he yeah, he worked in an. He worked for the company yeah. that made and sold the yeah. eyeglasses. Yeah. So it wasn't. Bro, first of all, first of all, imagine, if you will, listener, that you're. I know that if you're a millennial, you're probably not still in church, but like, imagine, for a moment, that your mom's friend who you know is a pastor at a church, poisoned their own child and tried to poison, like, I don't know, your your nephew. And you found you. Well, no, I'm saying you're, if we're an adult now, imagine oh, right yeah. now, yeah, like you, your nephew, you find your nephew in bed with a goddamn stapled together pixie stick from the pastor that definitely just killed his own kid. Yeah. Imagine what you would do in that situation. Because <laughs> I... I don't know what I would do, but I know that I wanted a moment ago to stone a man to death with his own bones. So, like, something pretty bad, probably. Th- this, now, is, this, this is what that absolute sociopath looked like, by the way, because I know you haven't seen a picture. You, can, you can't tell me that that doesn't Zero look like remorse. a child murder. Oh, he yeah. does not look like he cares <clears throat> at all. So, it wasn't too hard for the police to find out O'Brien's true nature. He had crippling money issues and was running out of options. Just so y'all know, the picture looked like normal white dude. Like, yeah. it could have looked like normal any kind of guy. But uh, like, he was normal man is what he yeah. looked uh, like. He was extra sketchy looking, though. I don't know. There's just a certain looked, structure to his face. The that look t- on that his face was to definitely me. like evil person. But if I saw that dude, but in a suit and smiling, I would not know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's what I mean. It's like, well, he just looks like a dude. Yeah. We'll have his picture on the Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll post that um, picture. Yeah, once... The mugshot does look sinister, though. He does not look like he has a shred of remorse. Yeah. So his car was being repossessed, but that didn't even scratch the surface. O'Brien had defaulted on several bank loans. So he killed his kid? Um, The optician... A hundred thousand dollars he was in debt in in 1970s. Yeah, in the 1970s, he was in debt a hundred thousand. How did he buy cyanide? We're getting there. Credit, baby? So, yeah, the optician company he worked for... They wanted to fire him for theft. In a five-year span, he had held and lost 21 jobs. (laughs) 
Shortly before the tragic events of Halloween, O'Brien had purchased a $20,000 life insurance policy on each of his children. Oh my God. They were also, there was also a clause that could raise it to $40,000 per child. Because it's not suspicious at all that a man with crippling debt is taking out huge life insurance policies on kids. Yeah. You don't. You don't really take out life insurance on your kids because you can't fathom the thought that they'll die. Right. Unless mm. you're like my parents, but even then it was like <laughs> No, dead ass. Oh, okay. No, even then it was like a term life and my mom right. was always just paranoid about like my dad traveled a lot when I was a kid and like she, you know, she just was paranoid about them dying in a car crash or some shit. You know? Right. So we've always had that kind of I thought you were talking, you know, because you said they couldn't bear the thought of losing their children. No, You're like, no, no. unless you're my parents. It's more like they couldn't bear the thought of lose the, us losing them. Right. And they thought, well, we'll just put these terms. And also, that was like fi- something about financial stability, whatever. Having a life insurance policy is like a good strategy for blah, whatever the fuck. But like, your folks have always the, struck me as pragmatic. Yeah, like very that. pragmatic mm-hmm. reasons of like, if some bad shit happens, here's how you take care of these issues. And like, but like, yeah, it was always a very small policy and it was mostly just to teach us like responsibility and shit. Right. And like, that is crazy <clears throat> to me that you don't, sus- first of all, if you're taking a life, how old was this child? If you're taking out, first of all, fuck off. Second of all, if you're taking out a life insurance on a ten year old, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter you into some kind of database and we're doing some checks. Right. You you're automatically suspicious Fully. just for putting a life insurance policy on a kid that young. Fully. Yeah. So investigators received several tips that said O'Brien was an odd man. One man had a damning interaction with him. The man was a chemical salesman and had been one of O'Brien's customers. He said that O'Brien was very inquisitive about poison and where he could obtain it. While searching his home, police found a pocket knife with candy residue on it that suggests tampering. The kids only trick-or-treated on two streets because of it was raining, limiting the number of potential suspects according to statesman.com. No matter how hard O'Brien tried to deflect the attention away from himself, the evidence pointed right back to him. He said that the person ended up that ended up first of all they they took him the police took him up and down the two streets and he couldn't remember which house it was that he got the pixie sticks from. Secondly, he said that the, he finally found the house and said that all, all he saw was just an arm stick out of the when the door with the pixie sticks. And he, he, he didn't describe actually, the so either, arm as hairy. Yeah, it was a hairy arm. He said a hairy arm. Yeah. So either. Okay, so at this point, if I'm the investigator walking the street with this man, I'm going to look him dead in his face, and I'm going to be like, so either a werewolf gave you cursed candy, or you're lying to me. So I need you to tell me the truth, or we're going to go find the fucking exorcist right now. (laughs) (laughs) But when the police questioned the owner of that house, he said that he had been working on Halloween night, and actually... He was an air traffic controller, air traffic controller and had numerous at, people saying... I want to say Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, that yeah. numerous people saying, no, he was at work Not that, that but 200 uh, Here are the people. recordings yeah, of my voice that we have to keep because of that's how air traffic controlling works. 
Jones. Right. So his alibi was airtight, which made O'Brien's alibi. This was flimsy as fuck. I don't think we, yeah. we did. We ever say where this was? It is. It, it was, was um, Houston. Houston, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Well, Deer Park, like a, a, a sub, like sub um, subdivision. Not a subdivision. Um, what are they called? Fly like how fly of a town, but it's Satellite. considered like how Ocean Way is considered part of jacksonville oh okay or orange park is considered part of jackson yeah a suburb i guess yeah. okay okay sorry subdivision suburb i get subdivision is like housing development yeah, yeah suburbs okay a suburb of yeah. if you live Houston. in the suburbs it means i live not in the city i live in the suburbs of la it means i don't live in los angeles i live in the satellite towns around los angeles that right. are basically los angeles but they're not technically los angeles right like if you live in Ocean Way, you still live in Jacks, you right? I'm saying, but you don't live in but you don't live downtown like Jacksonville. in Jacksonville. You live in Duval. I want to apologize. For I that. will never apologize for that. I do. I won't, <laughs> and I'll do it a goddamn again if I want to. Go ahead, Duval. <laughs> We apologize to anybody listening to this on headphones right now. I can, right. I can physically feel Cindy rolling her eyes. In the <laughs> yeah, fully. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway, <laughs> this has been a so, loud episode. Cindy is probably our number one fan because she does let us use her house and be real loud for like an hour and a half every goddamn Saturday. So, so no matter how hard O'Brien tried to deflect the attention away from himself, the evidence pointed right back at him. So, yeah, look, because you can't poison children with fucked up pixie sticks and it not point back to you. So what the chief investigator said is that what he did was cut off one end of the pixie sticks. His arms? Because he should have. And then <laughs> beaten out, him to death. <laughs> dumped out some of the candy and put potassium cyanide in it. Then he bent the open end over, put the label back on, and he stapled it shut. Doesn't come that way. So first of all, it does not come that way. So if you're telling me that you as a parent thought it was okay to give a stapled piece of candy to your child, you deserve to go to jail on that alone. Right. A stranger, an arm from a darkened house gave me this candy and I decided it was cool to give it to my child (laughs) is not something I accept. Right. I don't know why I'm so attached to the fact that he described it as a hairy Because it's a arm. werewolf. Like, that's He's just trying such to make a you think it's a detail. werewolf for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong? I don't understand anything about this man. So after the investigation, O'Brien was charged with the murder of Timothy. Earlier in the year, O'Brien, who had a history of fraudulent insurance claims. Okay, we said that. Uh, okay. The clause to collect money also to kill... His plan was to murder his own children, to collect the money, and also to kill other children in the process to make it look like someone else had done it. What was the clause that you were talking about? I don't, I didn't, I can't find that I anywhere. didn't find anything. I thought that's what this was that I was either. reading, but no. Um, Maybe accidental death? Yeah, Probably. something like that, because it was, it boosted the amount of money yeah. that you got for right. the insurance policy. Ah, so, okay, I see. Yeah, it was probably like in the cause of a a very specific circumstance. Yeah. This will go yeah. up by however much. 
Can I get a clause that says if my children eat cyanide that it if goes up to 100? If my children eat Halloween candy, I want to make sure that that amount goes yeah. up. And so did you um, did you get the stuff about how he was like at work bragging about how his financial financial situation was about to improve? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he was at work telling coworkers, he was like, oh, don't you guys worry. My financial situation about to get way better trust me don't worry about why trust me it's about to improve and he even i think straight up admitted to one of his co-workers that he was like thinking about killing his kid for the insurance money yeah you know many times on the show we're going to talk about fuck that co-worker because if you didn't call the cops about that then fuck you but many times on the show we're going to discuss killers and, and criminals that are just absolute masterminds and you'll be just blown away not in a good way, but right. just how they were able to do what they did. And then we'll have sometimes people like Ronald O'Brien. Or the cops in the fucking, what, goddamn. The babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad the cops in this one were smarter than those cops. But, like, fuck off with these idiots. Like, I can't understand. First of all, because this is how my brain works, my first thought is, well, my thought after having processed the amount of crazy shit that happened in this episode <laughs> is like, if I'm going to take out an insurance policy on my kid and then kill my kid, um, you know what's easier? I'm not suggesting this for anybody. We might oh, cut God. this out of the episode, but <laughs> if we were to suddenly take a vacation and perhaps my child fell off of a cliff. Oh, my God. Instead of trying to poison children with goddamn cyanide, <laughs> and my point Ruben's is just on a that, watch list. I know I'm probably already on a watch list. It's fine. <laughs> my point is just that it's way easier to murder people than using cyanide. Yeah, and like I understand, the, but like, what? <laughs> what was his thought process? There's no way. Like it just. There's no way that works. In any reality, even in the seventies, there's no fucking way. Obviously not, because the guy got, do got yeah, caught. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. Is like there's no version of that plan that works. Well, I mean, if you didn't like, first of all, uh, openly ask where you find cyanide. That's what I'm saying, Don. Is that literally from jump the shit is doomed to fail. <laughs> Because like first of all, you have around. to research where to find one of the tools that you need to complete your plan. Yeah. You have already lost. Yeah. Well, it's, I assume there's got to be something where, because we haven't gotten to how we got the cyanide yet. I know I know, we're still working our way to that. Well, That's unfortunately, it was in my notes, and I've lost my notes. Shit. I'm having to do this basically from memory of what I had. So if you remember. Gotcha. No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I need um, to know. But uh, it's got to be the same way where, like, you mentioned Casey Anthony earlier. And they found her Google history where she was like, how to kill your kid and get away with it or whatever in in her Google searches. I know that this guy had to be like at the library, like asking the librarian, hey, uh, uh, don't don't say anything too loud, but I'm trying to find cyanide. Literally, I think he said he was talking to like a pharmacist friend or whatever that was. Yes, a chemical poisons and shit. It's like, hey, man, um, do you know how to say, I don't know, say where I can find, I don't know cyanide or maybe manufacture it myself like no just hy- hypothetically of course hypothetically. Just hypothetically you can't do that you can't do that 
Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll have to do a, like a uh, we'll follow-up. We'll do like a follow-up on a Campfire Tales or next week yeah. or something. Because, like, that's wild. Like, I understand it's the 70s and shit is easier to do back then <laughs> as far as buying chemicals and things. But, like, wow. I do remember reading that he went to a hardware to store. A herd of elephants, though. That was just That's in one pixie said. stick. Yeah, that was just in one Five pixie stick. Five times? Yeah. Five times. Yeah. How did he afford that? As you would think that it would be expensive. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. How did well, he afford that? I don't know. I remember reading that he went into a hardware store or, or like a feed store or something where cyanide was available, and he was upset Why? because you could only buy it in five-pound containers. So... Or something to that affair. Wow. That it was, yeah. What 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 is the practical That's use of saying. cyanide? I'm, I'm I'm fucking googling that right now. <laughs> all right. So no, nah, um, not all right. What is <laughs> what is the consumer use of cyanide? Well, the practical use apparently is erasing your debts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how do I spell cyanide? I can't. C y a n i d e. Cyanide. Cyanide. That's just how they pronounce it in the South. Uh, it's a chemical warfare agent. Uh, it is used <laughs> commercially for fumigation, electroplating, mining, chemical synthesis, and the production of some fibers, plastics, dyes, and pesticides. So, yes, okay. it makes sense that you could get cyanide. But again, it feels like one of those things where if you can make a fucking chemical weapon out of it, you should at least <laughs> have a license. Yeah. Right. Like if if yeah. I if I have to get my license scanned to buy uh, uh Claritin D. That's what then, I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't buy like Sudafed without you scanning maybe... my shit, but they can buy five pounds of cyanide. Yeah. Even <laughs> in the pounds. past, that's fucking crazy. That's a lot of fucking that's a lot of death. That is a shitload of cyanide. You're telling Dude. me I can only buy hundred and fifty elephants worth of cyanide at a time? That's ridiculous. I'm taking my business elsewhere. <laughs> I well, let's let's think of it. If 0.4 milligrams can kill a, a, a grown right. man, how many milligrams are in five pounds? Don't make me do math. That's why we have the how internet, my dude. <laughs> I just want to make sure I get this right. 453,592 milligrams. So we, we don't know for sure if uh, five pounds is the correct number, right? We, we don't have that in front of us. Not in front of us, no. So I, if that was five pounds, it errors out. It errors out. <laughs> it literally aired out. Four, five, three, five, nine, two. Let's see if my... Other There's going to be a lot of editing around this part. <laughs> 2,267,960 milligrams. Milligrams. Five pounds. And now divide pounds. that by 0. 0.4. 5,669,000. You've got like the whole population of Texas in the, yeah. in the 70s. That's, that's how many people? <laughs> in, in a little package that he just got at Los. 5.6 <laughs> million people this man can kill. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually fucking amazing that he only managed to kill one. And he was upset yeah. that he couldn't get more. Actually, I think he was upset that it was too much. He didn't uh, need that oh. much or something. Oh, so they don't sell less than 5 million people's worth of cyanide. I guess. This was the 70s. Well, I assume you need it for bombs or pesticides, so. Yeah. It's, well, I guess it's like if you're, if you're getting the cyanide, go big or go place is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> too much lead. Yeah, too that's what it is. Too much lead. lead. Also asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. 
and cyanide. And a apparently. lot of cyanide, apparently. <laughs> where the fuck are these people getting cyanide from? Is what I want to know. Where did you get where Ace gonna, Hardware? Dude, the rest of my us. day is literally just gonna be Googling this shit. Like, I'm literally just gonna Google. Where do you get? Where did people in the 70s? How was it different? Why is the world like it is? Like, Ruben is moving himself wow. up so many watch lists today oh with God. all the Google searches that he's going to do when he leaves. I'm definitely here. on at least three already. <laughs> so the prosecutors in the case were Hinton and Victor Driscoll. They relied on physical evidence to get O'Brien. What, Victor Driscoll? 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 Victor Driscoll. Uh, that's like an that's old like West protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's an old West protagonist it's name. Like the sheriff of a and town I'm Victor Driscoll in this year. Is my town. This town ain't big enough for the two of us there, Sir Driscoll. So the prosecutors found that O'Brien had taken a class at Harris County Community College where he had asked his teacher how much poison it would take to kill certain types of animals. They also had a witness claiming that O'Brien came into a wholesale chemical store where he worked inquiring about cyanide. Those along with the pieces of plastic from the pixie straws found in his house were enough for the jury to find him guilty. In his closing statement, the prosec- Driscoll, the prosecutor, called the incident the high watermark of shame in our community. After being found guilty, O'Brien du- was dubbed the Candyman by his Which fellow Driscoll, inmates. The judge or the prosecutor? He was one of the prosecutors. Prosec- okay, that makes sense. Southern prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he appealed his case several times, twice to the United States Supreme Court. All appeals were rejected. How the fuck and did this man think he could appeal? He was he was charged, by the way, not only with the murder of his son, but the attempted murder of um, all four yeah. other yeah. children who yeah. received a pixie stick. Well, he proceeded to his dying day to pull the shaggy defense. The wasn't me defense. You're welcome. <laughs> I've seen Ruben mad a lot of times in this podcast. That made him more mad than anything else. He was ready to remove a man's bones and kill him with them. <laughs> and that now upset him more. <laughs> I can't believe this man had the audacity. Like, y'all talk about the memes with the, the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. Fuck that <laughs> shit. <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this man is absolutely above and beyond. Above <laughs> and beyond. I don't understand. How, how, how did this, how did he think, how did he think that that was going to be a, that that was going to work? I have his closing, or his final statement. Oh, please, please oh, give me that good. sweet, sweet Can juice. you, can you read that to me with a Texan accent? Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can read it to you with a British accent. Nope. No. <laughs> what is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs. Oh, yet- wait, yeah, we skipped some stuff here. He's getting executed. Yeah, yeah. If y'all so- didn't think that he was in Texas, murdered a kid, and was not going to get executed, you were wrong. Texas didn't give a fuck. In this. They, they would kill you for crossing the street Texas wrongly. Would kill you. Yeah, and they- so we kind of yeah. we skipped over. Um, Again, lost my notes. Yeah, so. no, I know. That's, that's why I'm here. That's, that's okay. Here. We're almost at uh, an hour and a half. I'm sure these people are like, what is happening? <laughs> it's Why the Halloween they... special. We get extra time. <laughs> yes. Um, so he was he was scheduled for execution, and it got pushed back by his lawyer a couple of times. And at one point, he was actually scheduled to be the first person in Texas to be executed by lethal injection. 
And it's just he, such we would we would almost him. know Fuck him that. for that. I think he did. He did end up going for a lethal injection. Yeah, it was lethal and injection. And at one point, they even um, his lawyer fought back that one, saying that um, he can't be executed by lethal injection. They're just trying to buy him time over and over and over again at this point because lethal injection was cruel and unusual. Even though that's definitely the most peaceful way to go, because they straight up put you to sleep. For, you lay on a table, they shoot you up, and you fall asleep, and then you don't wake up ever again. It's right. like euthanasia. Um, First of all, that seems terrifying to me. And right, I well, would rather yeah, be yeah. hung, honestly. Of course, um, the uh, judge shot that right down. Was like, no, it's not cruel and unusual punishment. You're not buying this monster any more time. And then he was so hated inside of death row. All the other death row inmates hated him so much that they petitioned to hold a demonstration on the day of his execution. The prisoners, the death row inmates, petitioned to hold a demonstration on the day of his yeah, execution. No, we make sure this just to dies. drive home how much they also hated this man. Yeah. These are other because, murderers dude, and rapists. That is a okay, that's exactly right. Other people who killed and raped and did terrible things, it is a visceral I don't if you are not angry about this one, go away and don't ever <laughs> listen to my shit again. Because this is a, that's a that's an animal in nature. That's that's the human animal. We are programmed literally to understand to like care for our young in a way that a lot of other animals don't. Sure, but we do. Most primates do. And somebody killing their child, their young is so viscerally wrong that even other people who maybe murdered kids also think that that was incredibly insane to do to your own offspring. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's how fucked up this is. Okay, I'm sorry to cut you off. I wanted to make sure we got all that no, stuff in there. For Ruben's sake, I wanted to make sure he knew <laughs> how everyone hated this guy. Good. Again, his own bones. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely bones. Ruben would you would be of those kind of person I want him dead, brought back to life, murdered again. No. 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 Just I used once to is enough. I used to think like that when I was in high school. But you know, honestly, Don, now I have a more nuanced understanding of suffering. Oh, <laughs> and uh honestly, I'm glad this man is dead, but if he wasn't, I would want I would want whoever comes up with new torture methods. <laughs> to have that man as his practice dummy for the gotcha. rest of eternity. Okay. Like I want him to suffer and be in pain and not die forever. Gotcha. That's if you have if you ever seen Lucifer, that's kind of their interpretation of what hell is. Everybody gets put into their own hell loop where you experience the thing in your life that gave you the most guilt and you just Very experience specific. it over and over and over and over and over and over again for all eternity much like a boulder on a hill yep yep but my but i mean i want i want the version of hell that you can't really describe but what i want is for this man to be in the maximum amount of pain that his brain can handle without going insane for eternity so emotional hard for me to physical not go on a tangent right now like <laughs> 
emotional, physical, mental anguish on this man's soul for eternity. That's what I want for him. That's what I hope he gets for Christmas. <laughs> I'll, once once we stop recording, I'll go on a, a separate tangent about something you'll like. So, again, his final... I hope they're taking his bones out of his fucking body and stoning him to death every fucking day. Like a goddamn eagle eating his liver. Like, I want him to suffer. Horribly. Forever. And also ever. Hurt. Maybe even a little bit of ever as well. Alright. Forever, ever? Forever, ever? (laughs) Um, Okay. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have—I would forgive all who take part in any way in my death. This motherfucker tried to go out on a Jesus speech. <laughs> I forgive you all. Yes. For what all, you did to me. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask for your forgiveness. Just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, respectively, as human beings. I forgot he was a deacon. Yeah. Yeah. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts I love you, one and all. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien. You know what I hope? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope heaven and hell is real, specifically for this man. I hope heaven is real for his son, and I hope that hell is real also for his son. Because I want his son's job, should he so choose to pick it up or whatever, like, his son's job should be fucking coming up with creative ways to torture this man forever and ever and ever. I don't know what cosmic justice is, but I know that my justice is violent. (laughs) And I and want that for him. With his final statement there, too, he is continuing to talk out of his ass. And this weird, like, save yeah, very, face for his own sake. Very, thing, He knows he's about to be executed. He's very super church. If, he, if super churches were a thing back then, he would have had one. He died mm-hmm. without a friend left in the world. Because obviously, you know, he talks about his loved ones in that yeah. closing statement. He does not have loved ones anymore. No, Nobody on death row would associate with him at yeah. all, except probably to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and obviously his wife and daughter want nothing to do yeah, with him. Yeah, well, you know, she, you know, got the whole divorce process done, you know, yeah. as soon as all this happened. And she later remarried. And I believe that uh, her, her daughter and her new husband had as happy of a life after that as they could. Right. But he's talking about my loved ones and the people who I love and who have loved me and all that. Yeah. There was nobody left for him. There was uh, when I was looking up stuff about him, one of the phrases specifically that I kept seeing come up in quotations was absolutely friendless. Right. For after this happened, he had nobody and I guess he had probably deluded himself into thinking that maybe he did. Yeah, that's what I want. I want for whatever delusions and sickness was in this man's head to be cured upon his death so that he can experience the full brunt <laughs> of whatever God thinks is justice. The The last five minutes of our shows <laughs> always turn into Ruben's torture fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was a cosmic God, if I was literally, if I was God, I would like 
everyone would go to heaven except for this man. <laughs> Just so you can rub it in his <laughs> and face. And like him and like Joseph, if like hell would be damn near empty if I was the if I was the dude. Because like even rich asshole billionaires, like if you didn't kill nobody. Like if you inherited a whole bunch of money and then just made money like that, okay, fine. You're still a dick, but like, I'm not gonna make I don't you know, be maybe, tortured maybe in hell give for eternity. Purgatory. Yeah. Give him purgatory. Oh, oh sure. Well, but like, yeah. you know, karmic. I'll vote for you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. You don't vote someone. for God. <laughs> now, now we see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> um, yes, yes! <laughs> first Monty Python reference. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um. Yeah, no, I want this man to suffer. I want to him to have suffered. Like I'm I'm I don't know. That's all, really. This episode is called Ruben's Wrath. <laughs> so he did have a PS to his uh, final. You know what oh, I good. want? I want for this man for his hell to be him living everything that Joseph Mengele ever did to anyone else in his life Ooh. should happen to this guy. I love that you said he has a he has a PS. At what point in the process do you get to add a PS? Like, are, are they, are they just like, because he's giving a final statement before execution. So what is he yeah. just like on the table? Like, oh, like, by the well, way, his PS is kind of a, okay. His PS, during my time here, I have been treated well by the Texas Department of Correction personnel. Those were his final words. Yeah, it must be nice to be white. (laughs) (laughs) Well. So that's pretty much it. That is the story. At least he's dead in the prison system. He is dead. Ten years after he committed the crime, he died. At least he's dead. He is our first, Josh and I realized today, he is our first criminal that actually used an urban legend as a defense. Yeah. Basically. I can't believe we've been doing this and then we haven't gotten there. Right. Yeah. Well, he said it a couple of times. I think he was like, "Well, I mean, I that's where I got the idea was from yeah. the news." Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. As with every episode, we end with me reeling. <laughs> well, just absolutely fucking flabbergasted yet again. <laughs> We've gone full circle. Exactly. So, as we said, we are now live, so we do have some information at the end. Um, so yeah, we've got ourselves up on all the major social media platforms now. You can listen to us just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we've got, I don't know if we're on the one, which one we got to get there. Tracker. Tracker? That sounds like a weird version of Tinder. It's like. They're, okay, listen. Unless, Can you swipe right on our podcast, please? If you're listening on one of the three major fucking platforms, we're on them. If you're not, we're probably there too. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. We're we're across all of them. We uh, we've got a solid schedule. We've got episodes recorded on a backlog, so we're not going to miss a week. We're going to be up every week, alternating weeks with Campfire Tales and the Two Towns Over, and. I'm I'm loving it. I've always wanted something to work on that I enjoy to do to do labor for something that I enjoy doing. This is that. I love it. For those of you that are listening to us on Apple, uh, please uh, give us a we- five star review. Say whatever you want, but give yeah. us five stars. We even if you say these guys suck ass, and I really wish they would all be beaten to death by their own their own bones. bones. Throw a five stars. That's on a, there. Five, yeah. a five star. That's review. a five star review right yeah. there, baby. If you're on so, Spotify or whatever, give us fact, the, the little you, thumbs up. If you yeah. do post 
a review that has anything that I've ever said in it, I'll know that you're a real person. And um, that'll make me feel good about myself. True. So even even yeah, if you hated what Ruben said. That's fair. At least and I know you, you listened to me. And if for some reason you actually want to interact with us, best Don't. that's probably going to be the Facebook. Um, if yeah, it's yeah, me. We're, we're set up to receive messages on the Facebook page. That's a, that's a good bet. Um, we can also... I'm 99% sure receive messages on Instagram uh, and Podbean. Oh, we can receive messages? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still Instagram. pretty new to uh, managing all the social media Dude, stuff, yeah. but I will get there. And um, if you have uh, an urban legend you would like to hear us talk about, I, I would love to hear what if if you've started listening to the show and you've started enjoying it and you have something that you know a lot about and you want to hear us go through the process of learning a lot about it, please tell us about it. We we want to hear more uh, interesting urban legends. It might take us a second to get to it, but we very likely will unless it sucks and your idea was bad and we won't do it. Yeah. And we will let you know if it sucks. Yeah, yeah, if you want to get I will in personally touch with reply. me, don't. But if you want to get in touch with the show... <laughs> What is the thing that they can actually type in? Facebook.com. Um, yeah, just about everything is just all one word, two towns over. Uh, on, yes. on Facebook, it's two towns over in Urban Legends podcast. Uh, Instagram, it's two towns over. Um, uh, Twitter is two underscore towns underscore over. Yes. And we, we have a TikTok. But Talk at, to us about... At the time of recording, I have not... Uh, I have not uploaded anything to TikTok because well, I'm. It's because we're old. all older than fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get some good TikTok content out. We at used some to use point, Snapchat, though. and before that, it was Vine. So we don't really, we don't really know anymore. <laughs> uh, also, at the at the point of recording this, I haven't. But by the time you were listening to it, I should have uploaded um, everything that we've done so far to YouTube. So you can also nice. listen to it there moist yep find us give us suggestions don't expect me to respond it's mostly going to be josh and don i don't <laughs> do social media that much anymore pretty much at all <laughs> so on that note guys we're going to leave you and uh we're going to go stone some people with, with some their bones, bones dude with, with their, their bones, bones. bones. I, it's going to be a real process figuring out how exactly to go about that but oh no don't I got you worry we'll, oh i got a plan oh, i was gonna say it. we'll figure it out but ruben's I've been already brainstorming it, for like an hour and a half i got you dog <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. But there's there was one point when Ruben got really loud, where literally just like this thing just blew. Thank you.